Pentecost Sunday. The word Pentecost literally means 50. 50 days after the day we call Easter, the Holy Spirit fell on that upper room. Acts 2, 1 through 4. And that, that, that video was just a little example of how the power of God came down. I can't imagine what they were thinking when the, the whole city shook and when the cloven tongues of fire landed on their heads. Now that was the only time that the flames on their head were visible. But there are many other places in the, in the Scriptures that we're going to talk about today that revealed not the tongues of fire, but the t- literal tongues. That was a sign, that was God's evidence that a person had been filled with His Holy Spirit. So before I even begin, I just wanted to share quickly one of the brothers in the church, Rob Ketterling, and, and I've heard this man personally. He's from River Valley Church in Apple, Apple Valley. i got to look. Apple Valley, Minnesota. Where's Brian? Ooh, go, go minis. And uh, great man of God, but he just shares a little bit about what it was like when he received the baptism. So go ahead and play that first video, John. I was one of those people that was waiting and waiting, waiting at the altar uh, so that I could get baptized in the Holy Spirit. I remember when I heard this, I was uh, uh, 11 years old, and I remember I looked around at all my friends and I was like, do you guys want this? And they were like, we already have it. And I thought, if you already have it, why don't you tell me about it? So I went forward at the altar call and I was like, I want this. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I remember praying and praying and praying and praying and waiting and waiting and waiting and I just couldn't get there. And then finally, um, they said kind of like, well, you're the last guy. If you want to just hang out here, that's fine. I I said, I'm not leaving. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm not leaving till I get this, Lord. I'm not. And I can remember when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I started speaking tongues. I ran out of the chapel and, and told everyone, like, I got it, I got it, I got it. And in that moment, I just knew that uh, this was available for me. And I tell people, man, sometimes you have to tarry, sometimes you have to wait, sometimes you have to fight, sometimes you have to be hungry. Uh, God wants to give this to us. I I just believe that so strong. I was was in my mind thinking, have I done anything wrong? Have I, what's blocking this? And then I realized nothing was blocking this except for I needed to be ready to receive it. I didn't do anything wrong. This is a gift God wants to give His children. And so once I got to that spot where He wants to give me this, don't let the enemy tell me that I've done, uh, that I'm not good enough for this. If I'm His child, I'm good enough for this and I need this. And I, I would just tell people, go for it. Because for me, it was that moment of realizing, I'm going for it. I, I, this is what He wants to give me. I want to receive it and I want to live in it. And now, and you can't stop me. I, I thank God for the gifts of the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit. I, we, I see Him in operation every day, and I can't imagine living a life that wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Watching that I, I just helped me feel better about my own haircut, too. Wow. So I, I love Brother Rob, and again, he, his church is just off the chart. It, it's one of those that uh, God has blessed, and they have started all kinds of satellite ministries and and he deals with a lot of churches on an international basis that's what it's like to receive the holy spirit the only requirement 
And he said, you don't have to do anything with it other than you have to be born again. That's the number one requirement. You're not going to get filled with the Holy Ghost until you have said yes to Jesus. All right? But if you've taken care of that part of the business, the rest is going to come. And, and I love what A.W. Tozer said, and, and he's kind of a last century uh, evangelist, pastor, writer, all this. He said, God dwells in a state of perpetual enthusiasm. How many could use a little bit of that enthusiasm? He is delighted with all that is good and lovingly concerned about all that's wrong. So he's not here to kick your behind, necessarily. He might give you a little spanking if you need it. But he's not here to, to, to whoop you. He wants you to do what's right. And when you get lined up with that, with God, all the rest is going to come. And he goes on to say, he pursues his labors always in a fullness of holy zeal. Oh, man. No wonder the Spirit came at Pentecost as a sound of a rushing mighty wind and sat in tongues of fire on every forehead. Whatever else happened at Pentecost, one thing that cannot be missed by the most casual observer was the sudden upsurging of moral enthusiasm. We need that today, folks. Our country needs that today. A moral upsurge. I'm almost done. Those first disciples burned with a steady inward fire. And let me ask, is that you? Is there a steady inward fire burning in you? Wow. Maybe we need to go after him a little more diligent. And then he finishes with, they, the early church, were enthusiastic to the point of complete abandon. What does it mean to be completely abandoned for the Lord? For those who have experienced the infilling of His Holy Spirit, you know what that means to be abandoned for Him. Listen, you can't come to God and say, oh, I want your Holy Spirit, but don't do it this way. Don't do it that way. Oh, hey, God, you know, I want it, but I don't want to do none of that tongue stuff because that's embarrassing, right? There are people that have said that. Complete abandon. That means that you set aside your pride, your logic. You know, God gave us a mind. This, this thing in our heads, man, it's, it, there's no computer that yet compares to it. That's how awesome it is. But it can get you in trouble when it comes to supernatural stuff because it tries to convince you, hey, this isn't from God. What is this? These, these people are saying some weird language you've never even heard before. What is that? It's called glossolalia. It's called speaking in tongues. It's called being filled with the Holy Spirit to the point where it overflows into a language that none of us have learned. To God be the glory. Early on in my walk, and, and I remember like it was yesterday, I was born again. My wife and I ended up at Mount Hope Church in Lansing. We loved our, our new pastor. They just installed him. And that man, I mean, he was a fireball for Jesus. 
And we didn't miss a service. If we could be there, we were there. Sunday morning, Sunday night. How many know what I'm saying? Wednesday night, studies during the week. I mean, we were there. And then he starts talking about this Holy Spirit baptism thing. And I'm like, how much better can it get? Because I was so, man, I, I was just, I was on fire. It's a wonder I didn't smoke. I, I don't mean, I mean, you know. <laughs> then he, he shared about this baptism. I'd never heard of it before. I was born in a more conservative fellowship. We, had, we didn't know what that was. I'd heard of the Holy Spirit, but not that he baptized you. And I wanted it. And I went down to the altar when they prayed. And I remember Pastor Dave, he laid hands on me, and I, I, I had those wobble in the knees. Anybody ever, ever experienced that? And like, Whoa! But for whatever reason, I didn't let it knock me over. I wished I had now. Because I feel like it was kind of the flesh going, ooh, I don't want that. I don't want to. And I, I remember thinking, oh, how embarrassing if I fall. You know what? If God knocks you over, let it go. You're going to be a lot better for it. I didn't receive that night. And I was frustrated. I admit it. I'm like, God, I want this. I want more of you. It, listen, I wasn't trying to go after the tongues. And I, I think I actually have something up there. I wasn't going after the baptism to speak in tongues. I didn't care about the tongues. I just wanted more of Him. And I remember coming home, and I don't, I don't know exactly how many days or weeks. It seemed like it was a few weeks later. Uh, I don't know if my wife remembers, but anyway, I didn't ask her. And I come home, and I work night shift. And in my house, I turned the fan on in my bedroom because I had four little boys and I work night shift. Did I mention that? So I had to sleep during the morning hour when, well, they weren't. And, and so I would try to drown them out. And I remember getting on my bed, and I just said, Lord, I just want more. Fill me, Lord. Baptize me in your spirit. And all of a sudden, this language, and I sounded so goofy like a little baby, like blah, 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 blah. It didn't even sound real. But I didn't care. I felt something. It was in my belly. And it was rising up. And next thing I know, I'm praying in this language that I'd never learned. This went on for almost three hours before I finally came out and said, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit! <laughs> my whole point is, you got to go after Him. And when you do, I had more enthusiasm. I had more courage. I had a deeper desire to draw ever closer to Him than I had ever had before. And the Word of God just lit up after He filled me. I'm not making this stuff up just to impress you, just so you'll go after it. Go after Him. Go after Him. Get that fire in you, folks. The fire of the Holy Ghost, you need it. 
These days, not one of us should go out there without the fire in us. We're going to get our behinds kicked. There's wickedness outside these doors. And the devil wants to eat your lunch. But when you're walking in the Spirit, man, I'm, woman, I'm telling you, he's going to shudder and he's going to know when you come. Oh, get back. That dude's filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't care where you work. If you work at Ponderosa, you need the Holy Spirit. You know that. You got some sinners that eat at that place. No, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Everybody's got sinners. I like picking on June. Hallelujah. I want to look at some scriptures this morning, and we'll try to go through these fairly quick because I want to spend at least 15 minutes allowing the Holy Spirit to move on you. Pastor Barb is geared up. We've been praying this week. I asked her, and I felt like this came from the Lord. How many know she got an anointing put on her a year ago? When Cheryl Salem came, she, she prayed over her specifically. She said, you have got such an anointing on you, but you've got to release it. We've been seeing that release this year. And she's stepping out in new ways, ways that she never did before. And when I asked her, she didn't even hesitate. She said, okay. So she's going to pray for us. She'll take over at that point. So let me finish. Let's, let's get through the Word first. Because I believe the Word never returns void. I believe that God's going to speak to you if you're not already certain of what this all means. I asked you two weeks ago to read Luke 11. How many were able to do that? A few hands going up. All right. Well, I figured that you wouldn't, so I did. <laughs> I've got it up behind me. All right. Luke 11, and I'm going to start with verse 9, and you, you really need to get this in your spirit. So I tell you, Jesus said, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You still with me? Now look at this part. You fathers, how many fathers are in here today? We'll be talking about you in a few weeks. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Anybody do that? Troy, you do that? No. You, you probably don't even like handling snakes, right? He loves snakes. Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Shane? No, right? That'd be silly. All right. Of course not. So if you sinful people, and we're all sinners, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, listen to this part, repeat, say this with me, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Is that connecting with you? This is one of those you should have highlighted and on your refrigerator. You want more of Him, you ask for Him. What I take away from this is that Jesus is saying, I give you permission to go after Me. Go after Me. And if you find that place, I don't care where it is, we all have a place. For some it's in your car, for some it's in the woods or the boat. 
or a closet or the garage, but find that place where you can just get alone in the Spirit. Begin worshiping Him and just saying, Lord, I want more. I want more. I want more. Ask. 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 Why are we failing? Because we're not asking. You just read that with me. Ask, and you will receive. Ask, and the door will be opened. Ask. Spoke your neighbor and say, ask. That's our part. Ask. Let me ask you, how much do you want God in your life? You know, sometimes I think the Lord is just standing there waiting. When are they going to get it? If they only asked. If they only spent some time. If they just shut the TV up, turned off CNN. Not that any of you would listen to that. <laughs> Turn off Fox News. Not that any of you would listen to that. Turn off ESPN. Yes, ESPN. And spent an hour of your time with Him saying, Lord, I just want... Don't ask for anything. Just ask for more of Him. And He'll show up in such a big way. Again, I remember as a young Christian, and I think this... I looked this up. This song came out in 87, so it had to be after that. And I know Michael W. Smith rewrote or began to sing it uh, in the late 90s. But more love, more power, more of you in my life. How many remember that? And we would sing that over and over and over until the Holy Spirit just, I mean, He would come on us. And I'm, I'm being honest, we couldn't even stand anymore. He was just so evident. And we're going to take that time in this church to do just that. We're, we're moving in that direction because God wants to release waves of living waters into this place. Why? So that you'll be filled and you'll take it out there and people are going to go, what is it that you have that I'm lacking? And you're going to say, Jesus and God the Holy Ghost. And they're going to be going, when can I get some? But they need to see a difference in us. You know when the Holy Spirit's in you? They need to see a difference in you. One of the things He does is He helps us to live a holy and pure life. He's that one that's right there saying, hey, don't do that. I know all your hormones are bubbling, all your testosterone's off the chart, but don't do it. Save that for marriage. Young persons, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He's our counselor. He's our comforter. More love. More power. And it's not just feeling more of Him. It's getting more of Him. How many want that? How many want that? Amen. And what is it that we're getting? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. 
You will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And after hearing this, Jesus ascended into heaven. He told them, now go and wait for this power. And then he went up. And if you go back to Luke, he actually said that you will not receive the Holy Spirit until I'm gone. But once I'm gone, He's coming. And He's going to fill you. And He's going to show you things that you didn't know. And that's what He still does today. Hello? So if you're lacking something in your life, get more of the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, then get baptized. And if you haven't been born again yet, then get born again so you can do the rest of that. Wow. We are given the power to be His witnesses. All glory to Him. Alright, I'm going to jump through some of these. Only because. If I can find my way here. The evidence. I'm just going to jump down. Acts 10.44 here. Peter was directed to go and to speak to this group of people who weren't even Jewish. This had never happened before because Jews did not hang out with Gentiles or non-Jews. It never happened. They were unclean. And then God shows him that this is something he's supposed to do and a man comes knocking on his door and says, hey, we need to hear this thing that you just got filled with. We need to hear the story about Jesus. And, And listen to what happened. Acts 10.44 and following, Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. That's why it's so important that we preach. And it's not what I say, it's what God's Word says. We preach the truth, the message of Christ. That's what changes people. And listen to what happened. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. How'd they know that? Verse 46 tells us, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. They didn't see the flames, but the tongues of fire were still there. It was with their tongues. All right? The next part of this says, then Peter asked, can anyone object to their being baptized? Now that they've received the Holy Spirit just as we did. So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Now realize, this is just showing us that they were water baptized after they'd gotten filled with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter if you haven't been water baptized. The only thing that matters is what? You're born again. And obviously they had received the message, had repented, and God filled them immediately with His Holy Spirit. And we know that because they said, look, they're speaking in tongues. Acts 11, 14-16. Here Peter again spoke and they were filled. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as He had come on us at the beginning. How did the Holy Spirit come on them? Just as He did in the beginning. Not fire, but tongues. 
It was visible that they heard this. And then I remembered, he said, what the Lord had said. John baptized with water. With what? With water. But you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So if God gave them the same gift He gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections. They praised God saying, so then even the Gentiles... Even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. That's good news for all of us. Because prior to this happening, you and I couldn't be grafted in. But now, thanks to the message that God gave to Peter, and then Peter shared that, and of course Paul, he really took off with it, and he began ministering to the Gentiles completely. Look at all the people in here today that are born again and hopefully filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you're not, we're going to give you that opportunity in just a minute. One more passage, Acts 19, one of my favorites. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Several what? All right, so they're already born again. Can we establish that? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something. This indictment would also be true today. Many people aren't even told there is a baptism in the Holy Spirit. But God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And just as He told Joel in Joel 2, 29 I will pour out my Spirit on all people, slave and free, daughter and son, old, young, whatever. God is going to pour His Spirit out on us. There was no time frame. Then what baptism did you receive? Did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. Last three verses. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There are twelve men in all. Can you see this? It's real. This isn't something that somebody made up. This isn't all about churches where they handle snakes and all this other stuff. And I've heard so, many, so much gibberish about this. You know, there's only one sin that'll keep you from heaven. And that is when you blasphemy the Holy Spirit. And what does it mean to blasphemy the Holy Spirit? It means this. When you see a miracle that is truly from God and you say, that's of the devil. That's blasphemy. Don't be that person. Don't risk that. God is real. And He wants to fill you and to fill me. Hallelujah. Oh boy. Alright, this is going to be the last video. John, go ahead and play that, that next one. This is Rod Loy. He's a uh, I also heard this man speak, and just a, he loves God. He, he always speaks from the heart. 
He's from uh, First Assembly in Little Rock, and then I'm going to conclude and let Pastor Barb take over. I'm an introvert, so when it came to thinking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I, I was scared to death of going down front and people laying their hands on me and, and all that. I, I was just, the thought of that almost made me break out in hives. It was a Sunday night at the end of service and the pastor called people forward to the altar if they wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And with, with some hesitation, I went down. And sure enough, I was surrounded by people and they were praying loudly and, and I was shutting down. I wasn't thinking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was thinking about getting out of there. And one, one old lady, the church grandma, came down. She knew me and she recognized what was going on. And she just shooed all those people away. And she knelt down next to me and she said, Rodney, are you ready to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? And I said, I am. And very quietly, no sensationalism. I didn't shout, I didn't dance, I didn't jump. She prayed with me and I began to pray in my prayer language. I'm so thankful for a church grandma that knew it didn't always have to happen with big emotion and big excitement, but the Holy Spirit would work within the confines of my personality and, and gloriously fill me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I just want you to know that man he came is, to thinking about being baptized. Yeah, you can stop that. He has gone on to affect so many people uh, in the faith. So before you start, let me just say this. I want you to understand there's no magic formula. Worship team, come on up. There's no one, two, three. If you do one thing, two, three, three thing, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. Because we can't put God in a box. Every person in this room is unique. You are so, and you just heard it from Rob, right? He was different from the, most of the people. And God met him right where he was with a little old grandma from the church. And God will do the same thing with you. The key is, from my experience, is the first step, you're born again. Then you go after God. And if you haven't been water baptized, you should do that. But it's not a prerequisite to being filled with the Holy Spirit. We just saw that. So what I want you to understand, though, is if you come up here and you don't receive it today, just be counting on it. Just like I did. I had to go after God. I had to continue to press in to praise Him. And eventually, it hit me. And it'll do, God will, if you ask, you will receive.